Welcome to the Deep Work Podcast with Anthony Lucarini. This is episode number two, and I am so excited to introduce one of my best friends in the world coming on this podcast today. Um, he is not only one of my best friends, one of my favorite people. Um, he is mm. brilliant, uh, creative, and innovative in, in every single way. And one thing about Brandon, I just introduced his name a little early. One thing about my friend Brandon is that he will leave you better than he found you. That uh, mm. whenever you have a conversation with him, whenever you spend time with him, you leave feeling just encouraged, uplifted, and blessed. So I can't wait to see what comes from this conversation today. Uh, welcome to the Deep Work Podcast, Brandon Garland. Wow. Well, I feel welcome, man. That's a, that's an A1 intro. And uh, I love you. I'm so excited, not only for this episode, but I think God's going to do amazing things through this podcast. Because man, deep work is hard. It's hard to not get distracted 17 seconds into what you're doing. So this is a needed thing, especially in this moment in our world where there's a billion distractions and we're all working from home. So let's Let's learn how to do this thing, man. I'm so excited to be yeah, here. Heck, dude, I wouldn't do this without you. Uh, could Come not. I'm going to guess for this thing, man. That's why you're so early on. You're number two on this thing. Um, you know, so glad to have you on. So I know you well. You're one of those. I've told you time and time again, when guys are asking me like, okay, who do I need to follow? Who do I need to look into? Who do I need to bring in to speak? You're like one of my favorite people to bring up. Um, so mm -hmm. I know you well. I'm trying to help other people know you well. But for those who don't know you yet, give me just a couple things. Who is Brandon Garland? Yes, that's a that's a great question. First of all, this is a faithful friend right here. And uh, if you want someone that you know is in your corner, uh, I'm gonna just give them permission to do this. I know it's not my podcast, but just DM this man on Instagram and he will be for you in ways that you didn't even expect. Um, seriously, I love you, bro. Um, I am from Los Angeles, California, moved to North Carolina when I was eight, uh, met Jesus real young at about six felt called to ministry at 17. I have been working in ministry since I was about 18. And um, I love Jesus. I love ministry. I love basketball, soccer, football, fashion, architecture, a good cup of coffee. And honestly, this is kind of a weird thing to say, but I love just staying up to date at what's going on in the world. So that's a brief. I also love listening to audiobooks. I like to say that I'm a reader. It's not actually true. I just listen. Um, but I feel like that's a decent like intro taste of things that I'm into, man. Heck, and then you just got married very recently. Very recently. Describe, describe marriage in two words. Describe your marriage in two words. Um, I'm throwing you on the spot here. My marriage in two words. I will say um, vulnerable mm. and safe. Man, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Marriage to the unmarried person listening. It is worth waiting for the person God provides for you. Settling is the stupidest thing. You will regret it so, so much. And waiting, you will not regret it, even if it's 10 years longer than you thought it was going to be. Absolutely. I know this isn't a marriage podcast, but someone needs to know. Marriage podcast. We're shifting this. This is no longer the deep podcast. This is the deep marriage podcast. <laughs> and your host, Anthony Lucarini. <laughs> let's go man hey since i was involved in the change can we at least be co-hosts can i can we yeah, just yeah, yeah. together okay. interview other people Dude, okay we combined like uh 14 months of marriage uh total so i don't Bro. know if we're really uh, i don't know i'm not gonna say we're not qualified anyway anyway um <laughs> dude, love it love it man your bride is awesome um only got to spend a she little is time awesome. with her but um, man, just love you guys as a couple. Um, so mm. here has been one of my favorite things. And again, I get to share 
who you are and I get to talk about you pretty often. Um, love just putting you on to people. And um, one of the coolest thing you talked about um, being called to ministry at 17. And I really got to watch a lot of that happen. Um, mm. So me and you, we've known each other since, I mean, I think earliest memory I have, I want to say I was eighth or ninth grade um, at the church we grew up in, Grace Covenant Church in Huntersville, yep. Cornelius, North Carolina. Um, I, just, I remember you back then. I remember hanging out in youth group and stuff like that. And then I just remember towards the end of your high school career hitting me up because I was in um, college for ministry. And I just love there was questions. That, OK, this this Deep Work podcast is all about really asking the deep questions and learning and and diving in and seeking wisdom. And you were doing that at such a young age. I remember specifically um, I was a freshman still like just being dumb in college. And I get this text from you. I think you were a sophomore, junior, something like that um, in high school. And you were like, okay, tell me briefly what makes up a healthy church. And I was like, oh, dude. Uh, and like, you know, I gave you a, hopefully a decent answer, but man, just I, I've been able to watch that hunger and that ambition um, start at such a young age. And really what I admire about you and what I want to talk about in our episode today is, okay, you're 24. You're in your Kobe year, RIP. Um, love Kobe. Love you. I actually have to, I have to speak in. I'm in my Jordan year. I'm in my LeBron year. How do I continue to mess this? I think I've said that the last three times we've talked and I'm going to just take that as, can I just take that as I just exude an extra year of maturity in life? Not that I look old or something like that. Right. Right. (laughs) All right. Dude, I mess that up all the time, but seriously. Okay. You're 23. That even that alludes to even more of what I'm saying, just the position that you're in, you're in. And I'm not even talking about title. I'm talking about position of, of life with the wisdom that you've accumulated, the, mm-hmm. um, the leadership gifting that you have on your life. And I just want you to share, like, what is your job right now? Yeah. So I'm a student pastor at Forest Hill church. We're a church, uh, one church with six different locations. And I've had the privilege of being on staff, serving the students at our Waxhaw campus. That's close to your state. It's real far south in North Carolina since November 2018. We're recording this in September 2020. So almost two years. And it's been a crazy journey, but God's been doing amazing stuff. Okay. And this is just crazy. You've been able to jump on staff at this really large church in Charlotte, um, ministering to a lot of students, ministering to a lot of people, because you've also gotten to teach on the main stage. And uh, man, your influence goes beyond those students. Mm. And um, you've done that without a, a degree, without seminary time and any, anything like that. Can you just speak to that for a second? Yeah. So I was in seminary and actually I'm in seminary again. I don't know if I updated you, so I am back. But um, I guess if I could speak to that, it's that education is a blessing. And if that's something that you or your church is leading you to do, don't, don't necessarily resist it. But I would say that God's calling is not contingent upon a degree. And that doesn't mean don't get it. That means don't, don't disqualify yourself because you haven't graduated from a theological institution yet or even ever. I think God has a track record of using people that don't have a worldly qualification in supernatural ways. And part of me thinks he likes to do it. So I I almost think God's showing off that a 23 year old who has not graduated from Bible college or seminary is able to do certain things. And I'm not even saying, Oh, look at me. I'm so great. But I'm saying like certain things that I've gotten to do only make sense. If God's hand is on my life, not because this institution said I can do this. And again, nothing against education at all. I'm doing it right now at Gordon Conwell, shout out Gordon Conwell. But, um, God can use you before you think that you can be used Mm, and before the world may think you're qualified. I guess that's what I would say to it. 
Absolutely. And that's, man, that's exactly where I want to go with, with our time. It's just kind of hitting on that because here's the thing, 23, not 24. Um, now you're going back to get the, the formal education, but it was before you even started going back for that education. And as you've been in the, the middle of this ministry time, like, man, how has, how have you gained so much, um, just spiritual wisdom and discernment and knowledge and man, mm. you, you if, forget about the, the education and stuff like that. You know the word. You know theology. Mm. You know, um, man, how to lead a certain things like that. You know stuff that they're going to teach you. So I bet this mm. degree. I don't want to say it's easy. It's never easy. I just finished my master's recently, and that thing is not easy. Um, but you you've got it. Like you you have what people go to school for a long time to get. You have what people um, mm. like go to work in a church for years to experience. And that's what I want to tap into. Hopefully there's some answers there, but I just really want to ask the how. How has this happened? What are the, the rhythms, the routines, the habits? What's happening in your deep work when nobody's looking um, mm. that have really set you up to be in this position? Yeah, Matt. Great question. First of all, your question implies a compliment. So thank you. I appreciate you. Um, thank you for being an encouraging voice in my life, not only on this podcast, but uh, through texts and phone calls and FaceTimes and through inviting me to your wedding. Uh, that was super fun. Um, man, I would say the biggest, if I could, if there's one thing I could share with everybody, like if I could just take it from me and just throw it through the, the sound waves of this podcast, it's the, to always have your antennas up. And what I mean by that is I'm not just looking, and I mean, when I say the word inspiration, I mean from God, but I also just mean in general, I'm not just looking for inspiration, uh, in the, in the 30 minutes in the morning that I'm in the word, I'm not just looking for inspiration, uh, in the 40 minutes I'm listening to a sermon on Sunday, my antennas are always up. So to me, the way that you accumulate wisdom and, and, um, just really what we're talking about here, wisdom, leadership, the ability to do really whatever you're looking for is that you always have this curiosity of waking up knowing, you know what, I might know something about what I want to get better at, but I certainly don't know everything. There is always so much to learn. And if, if I could really say, this sounds kind of prideful. If I could say I'm good at one thing, I think what I'm good at is just having a desire to learn. It's not that I have this incredible gifting in, in all these areas. It's that I have an incredible hunger to continue to grow. And I think if you'll wake up every day and just think to yourself, there, there are things today that are going to help me get better at what God made me to do. You will find those things. But if you're not looking for them and all you're doing is just wasting your day and I'm using my finger scrolling. But the thing is, I found inspiration scrolling. I found growth scrolling. So it's not that wasting time on your phone. It's not that the phone is the problem. It's what are you feeding yourself through the phone? So to me, the biggest, if I could say secret sauce to who I am is that I'm just always learning. I'm always looking with my antennas up yeah. uh, for, yeah. for creative. I would say this, I'm gonna give credit to, I heard this from Pastor Stephen Furtick probably three years ago. And I love this. He says, these are the three C's of creativity. Always be collecting always be connecting and always be collaborating. I think those are three things that if you want to grow, and it's not really just the three C's of creativity, I would almost say those are the three C's of growth. Always be collecting uh, things that could possibly fuel what you're trying to do. Be connecting those things that you've collected and then have friends like Anthony that you can just call once a month and just hear what they're learning and being inspired by 
And then now if you're doing that as an individual and you also have people in your circle that are doing that, you're exposing yourself to such a wealth of wisdom and information. Growth will be inevitable if you choose to live your life like that day in, day out. So if I could just say one big secret for me is that my antennas are always up for inspiration, biblically speaking, but also just in the sense of like creativity, all that stuff. You got to have your antennas up and, and you'll be surprised what you see. That's what I would, I think I would start with that. Dude, that is good. Um, mm. And dude, <laughs> when you were talking about social media and just scrolling with inspiration, I mean, that I'm already learning from you today because I totally, I'm feeling myself getting old. I'm going to be 28 in October. Um, but I'm feeling that oldness happen. As kids are like on their phone, I'm like, oh, you're wasting time. You're <laughs> read a book. And like, <laughs> I'm becoming an old man. But I'm reminded of what Kerry Newhoff said um, in one of his recent books. And he, I didn't see it coming. I think it was. And he talks about how the enemy of cynicism or how do you uh, oppose cynicism is curiosity. Mm. And wow. uh, I think that's it right there. That's what you're doing. That's what you, you've implemented with um, intentionality. Where it, And that's really what it is doing everything in your day with um, almost like divine intentionality of Mm. God, I'm going to be listening for your voice in anything that I'm doing. I'm going to be looking for ways for you to inspire me um, in whatever it is that I'm doing. And now Mm. I want to ask more of a a pragmatic, practical question to that is as you're collecting, as you are seeing things through this lens, through these eyes, um, how are you uh, capturing that? How are you writing that down? How are you remembering that so that way you can put it into place later on? Great. That, so that's the key, right? Because if you just notice it today, no one's memory is good enough to remember it a week from right. today, right? So for me, my biggest secret is, and this might be just because I'm, I'm addicted to my phone. I'm just going to confess this to the Deep Work Podcast community. I am addicted to it. But what I will say about my phone is that it's always with me. I, I love writing stuff down. I think it's cool. It's, it gives you a cooler vibe if you write all your stuff down in a moleskin. But the reason that I put what I collect, and I'm going to tell you the app that I use in a second, but I put it on my phone because I always have it with me. So I don't have to go searching for my moleskin. Oh, oh crap, I left it at home. Like, what am I going to do? I always have it with me to write stuff down. And I also have it with me to access stuff. And then shout out to the cloud. Come on, somebody. Jesus is coming on the clouds and we store our stuff in the cloud. This is just amazing. So I can get it on my iPad if I can't find my phone, yeah. if I can't find either of those devices. I got my laptop. So I use an app called OneNote. It's from Microsoft. Uh, I used to use Evernote, but they started charging for more than two devices and I got mad at them. So I migrated to OneNote and I just kind of organize it. I have so many. I'm going to show you and anyone watching. I have just a whole bunch of notebooks on here. Things like I hear sermon ideas. Categories. Okay, I'll, I'll give you all of them. Uh, thoughts and words, sermon notes, seminary, future church. So those, that's inspiration regarding what I feel called to do in the future, sermon ideas, nuggets, journal. I do my, my journal on here. Uh, lyrics. If I have a song lyric that comes to me, reading notes, money notes, student ministry, coffee. Come on somebody. Fantasy football is a category here. Restaurants and food quotes and then illustrations. So those are the broad categories of, of all of them. And so within those, there are kind of sub, if you think about a binder, those are the different binders. And within each binder, there's a number of different sections. It sounds more organized than it is. Um, if I could confess this to the Deep Work podcast community as well, my thoughts and words category, it's literally just a 
Uh, it's it's absolutely it is if you picture the most cluttered house you could think of that is that notebook so i've actually been i was listening to darius daniels in my opinion one of the greatest communicators alive on the planet today and he was talking about a similar subject that we are right now at vu conference this year and he was just saying how important it is to have an organized system to where you can recall what you to use the term we're using are collecting so Practically for a li- for anyone listening who's like, yeah, I, I want to have my inspiration antenna up. I want to be able to record what I feel like I'm inspired by. An app like this, it's free, or even your notes app, just create folders that are just general categories. And then within those, put different things. But don't just add a thousand notes unless you just want to have a really time-consuming time finding stuff. Yeah. I think that would be my advice is have some kind of organization in what you have and what you're collecting. Dude, so this um, love we got to talk about this. I just read um, Bob Goff's new book, Dream Big, and that's kind of mm. what inspired me to get this thing rolling um, sooner mm. rather than later. And something that he does is he has a separate email address. Nobody has this email address, and I don't remember what he called it. I don't think he actually put the real one in the book, mm. um, but he does put his number, which is pretty awesome. Um, so he, throughout his day, whenever he has a meaningful experience, whenever he has a thought, whenever he um, has coffee with somebody and wants to remember some of those things or just their personality or something like that, mm. he emails himself. And then he doesn't check the email all day. So when he gets home at night, that's when he checks his email. So Bob has been somebody who is just an anomaly to me where I'm like, how are you this incredible? And this kind of is it. If you're able to like, if you're a good writer, you can just kind of capture the essence of a conversation or of the little moments really well. Um, So, and then when you've read his book, you, you start to understand like, oh, wow, like, that that's how he's able to just capture the emotions of every moment. Mm. Um, and one of the goals, um, if you want to check out the four goals, they're in the intro podcast. Um, one of the goals of this podcast is to inspire innovation. So already for myself, I'm already thinking like, I kind of want to go the Bob, Gow- Bob Goff route with um, the email system and maybe filter those into a one note with some folders. Um, so already got so much just that's genius takeaways. Um, one thing that I want to hit on just that you were talking about was you have a future church um, folder. Mm. And I know mm. we've talked about this, but um, how much does thinking towards the future, no matter how long term, I don't know when, um, if you even know when, you know, time wise in your life, that's going to be, how is planning for that now affecting or planning for the future affecting your now? That's what I'm trying to say. Wow. Well, I want to give you a good soundbite and just tell you that I always live in the present in a way that, that frames my future for success. And I'm, yeah. But the truth is, to be honest with you, that's hard for me. It's easier for me to live mentally in the future than it is for me to be faithful in the present, just to be honest. So for me, one of the greatest struggles I think in my life is, can I be fully faithful right where I am? Like, can I just be willing to sow into right now? Because here's the thing, God is going to get me what I need for my future. God's going to get anyone listening right now, whatever you need for your future by being faithful right where he has you. Like he sees the end from the beginning. So the one who knows your ultimate calling and purpose is also the one who assigned you to this season because he knows that there are certain ingredients that you need to get now to be able to succeed then. I think one of my greatest fears is that by not being fully present in this moment, that I actually am robbing myself of key tools that I need tomorrow by not being faithful today. So, man, I, I this is literally like a day in. I'm, I'm going to be real honest. It's like an hour in, hour out. Like, okay, 
I've had this dream and vision since I was 17. I still have it stronger than ever, but God does not want me. And, and you can fill this in with whatever your dream is. Yours might not be starting a church. Yours might be starting a business. Yours might be opening up a dance studio. Yours might be, I don't know what yours is, writing a book, but like whatever your, your dream is, if you're not walking in the fullness of what you have imagined, that's probably because God knows that there's something that you need to be able, not just, and this is important, not just skill-wise. I'm talking character-wise because character is to your life what the foundation is to a skyscraper. So if I have all the tools that I need to be successful in what God called me to in the future, but I don't have the character, that's like building a really tall building, but not digging even one inch into the dirt. What's going to happen is there's going to be literally a two mile an hour gust of wind and there goes the entire skyscraper. So God is probably, if you are in a season where you're thinking, like I sometimes do, God, I'm believing for fill in the blank, but I'm not seeing it. What's going on? He's probably trying to grow and equip you with the specific skill set that you need. But I would bet even deeper than that, he's trying to develop your character so that future you can sustain what he wants to do through you. Because success, talent that isn't equally measured with character is success that will not last. You will inevitably blow up your life. And I think my greatest fear for our generation of young leaders who are just driven and fired up to do something for God is that we would be way, way full on talent and even ambition and vision, but really shallow on character. Yeah. And that's just not going to work. You might build the church. You might write a bestseller. You might have a multi-million dollar business. But if your character doesn't match it, you'll also have an affair to go along with that ministry. You'll also have a financial scandal to go along with those million book sales. So it's like, I don't want to have one without the other. You need both to have true success. And so it's hard for me. The future church notebook is actually more just that's ideas about it. But really, I should probably start a second future church notebook of the character skill sets that I need to operate in then that God is teaching me now, because finding inspiration for it is not hard. It's having the character that can sustain that inspiration 20, 30, 40 years down the road. I think that's the hard part. So I don't exactly remember what the exact question was, but I think the biggest thing that that sparked in my mind is it is not easy to live in the present when you're believing for a bright future. And I think if you're not believing for a bright future, like, do you know Jesus? Like he's got such an incredible plan for your life, but he also it is a process for a reason. And it's because we have so much that we need to learn and grow in. Absolutely. Dude. Thank you for all that. Honestly. That, mm. And man, the, what this podcast seeks to oppose is a hollow life and mm. a quick success, quick ticket to success because anything you know, worth sustaining is worth pouring into. Um, it is the deep work. It is the experience. It is the hardships that we go through that really build the character that we need to, to sustain. So good. Called to. So good. Um, man, it would be so easy where we're at with technology, where we're at with uh, social media. Dude, I could build with enough tech people, with enough graphics, with enough, uh, you know, aphorisms, um, catchy one-liners. I could build probably a pretty steady, you know, TikTok following or Instagram page that gets tons of followers of, you know, but what would that really be at the end of the day? I, I think it would be, especially as a young guy, I think that would create a hollow uh, ministry, mm. a hollow, just hollow, honestly. Mm. Um, I went through a really hard season over the last couple of months um, of just, you know, a little bit of burnout, a little bit of just, uh, 
you know, going through some hardship and mm. man, the, the language that I, we even talked about on the, on the phone the other day, is just like, man, I'm so glad God has been able to take me through some of this because what is that? How is God going to use that in the future? How is God mm. going to take that time, what he was building in me and really, you know, how am I going to see the fruits of that so much later on, and give him the glory through all that. Um, and I think that's kind of the mindset through, um, through trials sometimes. But mm. um, one of the things that I want to even go back to um, on that is just, okay, and let me preface it with this. One of the things that, that I have in my life, um, I read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey, just really solid book. It's huge. Um, so it took me a while, but um, it talks <laughs> about at your funeral someday, like what mm. are people going to look back on? What is it that they are going to remember about you? It's not going to be um, how many followers you had. It's not going to be the money you made. It's not going to be anything like that. It's going to be who you were. So out of that, I made a, a life mission statement. I've got 12 little uh, principles in there. And one of them is dream big and take small steps daily. Uh, so as we're, I think this, this is just a perfect time to talk about, as we're talking about you um, leading in the future and kind of that tension and that uh, balance of living in the present, what is it that you're doing today and maybe every day? What is it that you're setting up with small little goals or small little details that you're doing every single day to lead to something greater? Yeah, that's a, man, that's a great question. So I think for me, and I'm going to give credit here to, I read an incredible book, similar style as uh, seven habits of highly effective people. This one's called, um, it's by James clear. And it's, uh, it's called, I think it's called habits and there's a subtitle. Yeah. Atomic habits. That's right. And what he says, one of the key takeaways in that book is if you get 1% better every single day, over time, kind of like compound interest in money, that leads to a whole lot of change over time. So um, one of the things I've been learning as a young leader is, to your point, Anthony, it's not about just building a quick, easy, whatever, overnight, like, it's not about overnight success. And by the way, there's no such thing as overnight success. Even that person that you never heard of, and then they blew up, I promise you, they were grinding for years before anyone knew who they were. And so for me, it's about every time that I'm doing something that is in any way related. And actually, let me say this. Every time you're doing anything, you are making a decision for the type of person that you want to be. So when you're finishing up that assignment for college or for, or for school and you halfway it, here's what you're doing. You, you, you just cast a vote for being a halfway doing something person. So it's not just, oh, when I'm doing sermon prep, oh, when I'm on stage, oh, when I'm leading a meeting, that's when I'm sowing into the future pastor that I'm going to whatever be in my life. It's everything that I'm doing. It's how intentional I am in my friendships. It's how excellent I am executing even the smallest little thing that I don't think is actually valuable. And I'm saying this as somebody who honestly, I have a hierarchy of what matters and I don't always do this. I will almost always put more effort into things that I think appear more important on the surface. But the truth is it all matters. Everything matters. So if I want to be the type of person that can walk into my destiny, that looks like taking everything that I, one of my, I haven't made a life vision. I think I should, but if I had to have, if I had 12 pillars, I think one of mine would be, um, to, to do everything excellently. Mm. And so that means as simple as this sounds like such a dumb example, but if I'm going to text you, it's not going to be a whole book, but I'm going to, I'm going to take the time to not just send a K 
sounds good. See you tomorrow. Like I'm going to even communicate in my text messages in a way that makes people feel empowered and cared yeah. for. And that I'm enjoying communicating with them even digitally. So I don't want to get on such a rabbit trail of, of, of all that, but I think to be super tangible with my specific golden dream, what I believe God has for my life. Every time I preach, I'm taking it seriously. I don't care if I'm going to a, to a ministry that has 21 students and, and, and it's in the backwoods and I never have met them and I'm never going to see them again. I'm going to take that so seriously, bro. One time I showed up at this youth group for one of my friends. He, he runs a ministry that like, it doesn't matter. I showed up at this youth group and, uh, he did not preface me with any of this. There was literally like five or six people there. And I'm going to tell you this, bro. Cause this is, this is what I mean by taking everything seriously. Yeah. It was Five people in a room. I think there was one adult leader. So six plus me, seven. You better believe your boy still preached with a mic because this is not a joke. I'm sowing into my future every opportunity. It's not just preaching to a thousand on Sunday morning. It's preaching to seven kids, half of which didn't want to be there, but I'm taking it seriously. I'm not shrinking down to the size of my audience. I'm elevating to the size of my destiny. So I'm not going to just take the opportunity as if, as if it was less significant. Number one, because those seven people matter to God. But number two, because every decision I make is making a vote and a decision for who I'm going to be in the future. I'm someone who takes every opportunity seriously. So I guess really, if I could make it practical for someone listening, it's take, take every opportunity seriously, not just an opportunity directly in the immediate scope of what you do. But every, really everything you're doing is an opportunity. So take it seriously, own it and maximize the moment. And if I could say this to anyone who does anything publicly, um, never underestimate who could be in the audience. Because now this did not happen. I wish I had a cool story of like, and one of those people was uh, Judah Smith. And now I'm going to church. Like, no, it, there, Judah wasn't there. Like, I, I don't know any of those people. But you do, you never know who's in that audience. Number one, that might need a word from God or whatever it is that you do, they might need your inspiration, your creativity. But number two, you don't know out of those seven people what they do. What if one of those people was a pastor or was the brother of somebody that I didn't know, but he shot him an email and like, you just never know. So take everything seriously and, and remember the biblical principle and even just the earthly principle that big things always start small. So in the way God designed the world, the biggest tree in the world starts as a small seed. So take that picture and apply it to life. Everything big, if you have a big dream, it will always, I love your, your, your statement, dream big and take small steps. I think every day, I don't know if you said every day, but dream big and take small steps. That is the only way to do it. It will always start small and accumulate and build over time. It's how it works in nature. I think that's how God designed it. So I think for me, it's, I'm going to take every opportunity seriously and I'm going to see everything as an opportunity. So I'm going to take everything seriously, put my best out there and believe that if I'm doing my best and sowing my best, that's what God wants for me in this moment. And he'll be the one to open the doors when the time is right for what's next. Wow. Dude. So good. And thank you for taking this full circle where um, one of my compliments in the beginning was you just uh, leave people and leave everything better than you found it. And I think that comes back to your principle of, mm. of just taking every, like doing everything with excellence. So mm. um, thank you for proving what I said to be true um, about mm. you. Um, Cause it totally is. So now uh, I want to move us into a quick segment we are going to do called put me on. And 
what I mean by that is just put me onto whatever you are on right now, whether that be books you're reading, whether that be mm. podcasts you're listening to, whether it be the latest shoes that just dropped that you're into <laughs> or um, any brands or anything like that. Put me on. What is it that you um, have your eyes on right now that you're focused on that you just want to share? Wow. This, so this, I just want to say to everyone listening, this is genius. I love that you're doing this because this is how you share inspiration. So thank you for the opportunity. I can't wait to listen to this part uh, of every episode of this podcast to hear what other people are on. Uh, and if you haven't caught episode one, go back and catch it because it's fire. Um, but I think this is genius. Okay. So here's first one. First one is free. So like free, not for me, but free, like you can listen to this for free. It's an audiobook that I found on YouTube. Uh, by the legendary Brene Brown. It's called The Power of Vulnerability. Uh, it's an audiobook that she delivers uh, as, a, as, like a, as like a talk. So she's at a three-day conference, and instead of her just reading a book, it's actually a talk, and it's free. And uh, Maya and I listened to it in the car over like a week or so, and oh my gosh, it is so annoying because it shows you how emotionally unhealthy Not you probably are. No, yeah, I know. It's not the word I thought I was going to use, but it just came out. Um, but bro, it literally just shows you how, frankly, by just naturally, if we're not being really intentional, we're going to drift towards emotional unhealth. And then it takes a lot of intentionality to be healthy. But if you're willing to do it, you can be. I would say that is the type of book that I don't care who you are or what you do, that audio book, or if you want to buy the real book, it's called The Power of Vulnerability that will help you just as a human being to just function better as a person. Um, I'm, I just started an obsession. I don't know if people say that, but I just started an obsession with Steve Jobs. And so uh, I just finished the uh, movie on Netflix, really, really good. I was, watching a, um, I was watching a conference that he did in 2010. I'm obsessed with, um, I'm obsessed with two things. I'm obsessed with futurists, and I'm obsessed with geniuses. And especially when they cross over, to me, that is just the coolest thing. So Steve Jobs, in my opinion, was both. He was definitely a genius. Look at the products he designed. But he was also a futurist. So I was listening to him talk. I know you didn't invite me on a podcast to do a Steve Jobs dissertation, but let me just say this for one sec. I was listening to him in 2010. He passed away, unfortunately, in 2011. But in 2010, hearing him talk about the future of online content, hearing him talk about the future of the tablet, to hear him talk about the future of even our phones. It was so on point. And you're, you're listening to the interviewer. And the interviewer is like a tech blogger. So he's not like some ignorant dude. And he's just like, Steve, no way. Talking about how like the iPad's going to proliferate to great success. And it didn't start out super, super strong in 2010. But obviously it's pretty popular now. Um, and just, I love people that see the future from the present. And I thought about this a couple days ago. What that means is that you're different. Steve Jobs is different. But think about it. If you're different, yes, that means you're going to have ideas that are outside the box. But it also means people are probably going to look at you different. So I've just tried to start getting comfortable with people looking at me a little bit different. Because if I want to have different ideas, a different perspective, a different vision. That means that it is different from what people are currently seeing, currently experiencing, and currently looking at. So you have to be prepared if you want to be different in any sense of the word to be looked at as different. Don't pray the prayer, God, use me in a special way. Use me in a different way. And then get mad when people look at you different. If you want to be looked at as the same, you're going to have to blend in. 
To me, it's not worth it. So when I see Steve Jobs talking about that, um, yeah, so Steve Jobs movie on Netflix, there's a biography by a man named Walter Isaacson. It is a 25 hour audiobook, but you better believe I bought it and I'm listening to it on 1.3 speed because I don't want to hear it as like this massive like long speed. Well, that'd make it shorter, but I love this dude's voice. So I, I let it slide on 1.3. Um, and then I listened to him on YouTube at the D8 conference. It's Steve Jobs 2010 D8 conference. So amazing. Also really, really have been loving um, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I know it's like a trendy book, uh, but such a good book. You should read it. Uh, and don't just read it, like actually try to apply some of the things he talks about. It's really hard, but it's worth it. Another one that I've been loving, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm, uh, I love uh, Yeezy. I love Kanye West. Uh, just listen to him and Nick Cannon did an interview. Um, just really, really cool to see what God's done in his life. Just literally changing him from making a song called I Am a God to like singing about Jesus and not just singing about him to make money, but like this man's been transformed. And he's also a futurist and he's also a genius. So a Christian futurist genius, that is everything to me. I love the way Kanye West sees the world. So that interview is really good. Let me give you three more and I'm done. Um, the Architectural Digest homepage. So architecturaldigest.com. For me, I am in a, I'm automatically put in a creative and inspired place when I look at good architecture. Um, so I'll once a week or so just take 15 minutes and just look through different designs on there. And it's just so cool to see what people who have that gifting can do. Um, I think some people listen to like speakers and they're super like, wow, it's so cool. Their brain works like that. That's already how my brain works. So it's cool for me to listen to and look at people from other types of thinking. Very inspirational for me. Um, I'm also obsessed with one podcast. It's not even, you're probably looking for me to say like Carrie Newhoff or Craig Rochelle. I am obsessed with those too. Yeah, I'm obsessed with the Deep Work Podcast, the Rise Podcast. I haven't made an episode in a long time. But the podcast that I'm obsessed with, it's called the Business Wars Podcast. And it's basically a dramatized um they just look at two maps. So for instance, if you were going to, if anyone's like, oh, that sounds interesting, listen to the Amazon versus Walmart uh, series. And they basically dramatize business rivalries and competitions within businesses. Um, it, it's just so, as a church guy, I think we have a lot to learn from the business world. Yeah. This is such a brilliant look into great corporations, business force podcast. And then man, I got to hit fashion. So uh, what shoes am I into? I'm always trying to grab Yeezys. I unsuccessfully tried to get the slides today. Uh, unsuccessfully tried to get the three, uh, the 700 V3s yet two days ago, uh, but always trying to get Yeezys. Um, I love the fear of God ones. Jerry Lorenzo is a, another genius and futurist. And then as far as fashion itself, bro, right now I'm on a married person budget. Um, so not the same as a unmarried person budget, um, and so what I'm into right now is trying to learn how to creatively style what I already own. Um, so I don't need to go buy a new shirt. Maybe it's that I need to wear this shirt with a set of pants I've never worn, or maybe it's I've worn these shirt, this shirt and these pants, but I've never combined them with those shoes. And so it's trying to get creative with what I already have in my closet, as yeah. opposed to going out and spending money. Um, but if I had to give you one brand that I love as far as clothing, I love essentials from fear of God. It's like the non $800 version like of his stuff. I can afford of Jerry Lorenzo. Right, right. It's like the you grab it when it drops, like the retail price before. Yes, yeah, actually not so bad. And it's super great quality. So 
that's a couple of things that I'm on. I hope that wasn't too much, but uh, that all has me inspired. You just need to, if I could say this, especially because I think it's probably more Christians than non-Christians listening right now. If you're a Christian, you need some kind of content that isn't just spiritual. So I'm not saying replace your, um, your quiet time with a Steve Jobs bio, but I am saying you need to supplement what you're learning from John Mark Comer and the Bible with something else. Not because the Bible isn't sufficient. It is sufficient for what it's intending to do, but it's not necessarily intending to inspire you to give an exact type of design on a t-shirt. You're going to need to surround yourself with that kind of creativity and that kind of creative energy. And what's cool is, Anthony, in my opinion, this is one of the best things about living in 2020. I can literally be inspired by Steve Jobs and Elon Musk and Stephen Furtick and Jerry Lorenzo and all the geniuses of all kinds of industries because they're all on my browser. So there's no excuse for not living every day inspired because the most inspirational, innovative, creative people are literally one YouTube link away. So I can literally dialogue and interface with the most brilliant minds in the world every single day. So why would I choose to limit myself by just waste? And that's my point. It's all about what you choose. to. It's called a feed, right? I can feed myself a Big Mac or I can feed myself a salad. I can feed myself mindless, crappy content or I can feed myself innovation, creativity and inspiration. It's not that the internet is bad. It's what am I feeding myself through it? Wow, dude, so good. I got to tell you a quick story really fast before we wrap up. Please. So uh, went on vacation a few weeks ago down to Jacksonville. Um, there's this awesome shopping center. They have a Nordstrom. And my wife was like, oh, you've never been to Nordstrom? You're going to love it. So went in there um, to this one section, all kind of trendy stuff. And um, my wife pulled some things off the rack that I don't think I ever would have. Not that they were like two out there. They were just like just barely past what I think I'd be comfortable with. And mm. um, she had me try it on. She's like, okay, this is a fit that Brandon Garland would be rocking. And I was like, <laughs> well, of course I'm buying it then. So of course I went and bought that. Check that out. Fall 20. Oh gosh. Um, coming soon. Um, so <laughs> thank you for all that. That's all so practical. There's been so much in this podcast. I'm going to have a hard time doing a write-up after this to make sure I can get all the links and everything like that out to anybody who wants it. Um, but Brandon, thank you. Thank you so much for investing in me. Thank you so much for investing in all of our listeners. And um, man, this is why I, I put you on. This is why when it comes to my, my put me on list, it's, it's you. Um, <laughs> everything that what you're doing in your deep work, um, it, it just obviously leads to um, the product of who you are. And uh, it's just so evident in that. And, mm. Man, I could not appreciate you more um, as a friend, as a man, as a brother. Um, love you, man. Dude, love you so much. And uh, I just want to thank you for investing thank in you. me, investing in this podcast. And, and again, everybody who's listening. Mm, thank you. I love you. This has been so fun. If you ever decide to have repeat guests, hit me up. I would love to be a repeat guest. Um, but really, I'm so excited for this show. If you're listening right now, you better hit the subscribe button That's right. or you will have less crowns in heaven. And if that matters to you, <laughs> hit subscribe. This is such a great podcast. I love it. 
Well, thank you for joining us on the Deep Work Podcast today. For any links, show notes, or additional resources that we mentioned today, um, you can go to my Instagram page at Anthony Lucarini. Look for the spelling in the podcast title here. And you can find all of this in the bio. Um, and I just want to encourage you to keep up with and follow Brandon because you're going to get a lot of this, what we talked about today, um, on his Instagram page and on his Twitter and stuff like that. So all that is going to be tagged on my page. And lastly, if you are enjoying the Deep Work Podcast, it would help us out big time if you would rate, subscribe, and share it. And we will see you next week for our next episode of the Deep Work Podcast with Anthony Luke. Brandon.